Hi, and welcome to episode 2 of the For the Future podcast. This week we speak to Funzani Mtembu. She is an economist and activist and passionate about creating just economic policies in South Africa. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so um, thank you so much, Funzani, for, for taking the time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, it's a pleasure. <laughs> I'm honored to have you think of me, actually, <laughs> part of the show. So uh, can you just explain to the audience, for those who don't know who you are and what is your story? Um, so my name is Funzani Dembu, and um, I'm pretty much known as an economist, a developmental econ- development economist in particular. Um, so I've written um, work on quite a number of topics, so to speak, and um, but economics obviously being the leading one. Um, I'm a Pan-Africanist at heart. Um, I come from actually like a Pan-African nest home. So um, much of my work is really grounded on that, even in the economics um, sphere of work. So, and of course, like I'm an advocate of decolonization, black consciousness and all of those progressive um, youth, you know, um, ideas to speak and um, yeah, so I've been uh, um, a part of in quite a number of books. I've contributed towards quite a number of books. Um, I've written on feminist economics. I've written on economics in its entirety. Um, but I work actually as a development economist. So that's my current job. Um, but I'm also studying uh, my postgrad at Vitt University. I'm finishing off my master's this year. I believe by April, I hope <laughs> it's been going <laughs> um, in development and economics as well. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's 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 lovely to hear. Um, so my you you mentioned that you worked as a you work as an economist um, while also continuously advocating for more ethical economic practices. So especially with, um, you think there should be more focus on marginalized groups. So my question is, why do you think it's important for you to do both your traditional job, but also to continue to be active and vocal in your community? And, you know, as you mentioned, like Pan-Africanism and those sort of things, it's important for you to um, continue learning about that. So why do you think it's important to do both? Um, well, I grew up as an activist. Like, So activism has always been a part of, like a natural part of my being, so to speak. So I, I just, like, I had that um, inclination to just be engaged in community work, be engaged in what's happening around me, what's happening in my world and in other people's world and what does that actually mean um, and how all these worlds actually connect. So um, I I, I do feel that it's very important that we are not disconnected to society in whatever space that we find ourselves in. And sometimes it might feel like there is that disconnection between professionals, 
you know, quote-unquote professionals and, um, and, and the communities that we actually come from. And I grew up in Soweto, so much of my thinkings and my learnings have, has always been, um, you know, about, about Black people and, um, and our, our lived experiences and how we actually experience life and the world and what the world means for us what economics means for us, what, you know, um, various, what the law actually means for us and being critical of those, um, of, of, of those spaces. Um, and just also everything that's happening around us kind of forces us to critically engage in our society and critically look at what, what does it mean to be a young person, right, um, in 2022, um in, in in South Africa. So I hope that that doesn't all right. Yeah. So that's that's um so I think that it's really important that we we do advocate for ethical economic um and practices, particularly in, in the context of South Africa, because we know that um the most marginalized in our society is the black woman, the queer person, the black queer person as well. Yeah. Um, so it's very important that we center those that actually are marginalized and remain in the margins of of everything, right? In that, in that, in doing so, we kind of um, make ensure that everyone is included in whatever policies or whatever thinkings that we 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 want to implement. But it's not only about inclusion, but also just being critical of. The, the space that we are currently in economically because you know people speak about economic liberation and that black people have not had that as of yet even since you know 1994 which I also agree with I think that black people have not um, are not necessarily economic um, economic liberated and I think it's important that we challenge the status quo it's important that um, we eradicate capitalism and do away with capitalism because capitalism, you know, has actually done us bad so far. You know, when we speak about environmental disasters and um, the crisis that we're currently facing in terms of the climate and whatnot, um, it's all born out of capitalism. And so it's very important that we actually are very critical of the status quo. Um, and I, I, I do believe that in order for us to ensure that. Um, everyone in society is included. We need to send to the most marginalized, and so yeah, that's so that's the kind of like the importance um, of the work that I do, and the reason why I, I ensure that I still also practice kind of you know activism yeah. um, outside of just my professional work. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Um... So my next thing that I would want to know from you is as someone who is clearly very passionate about uh, both economics, understanding the South African economy and activism and how do we correct the, the issues that we face in South Africa, what is something that you've learned in your work that you wish more South Africans knew? Um, I think, I think, I think if there's anything that I want people to learn is, is the importance of being engaged in almost everything. <laughs> of course, it's not, um, like it's not possible for one to be like thoroughly knowledgeable in everything, but I think that 
it's important, particularly as young people, to just be engaged in 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 whatever ways that we, you know, in whatever spaces that that actually exist, in order for us to be critical. And um and so one of the things that I want people to know, particularly with the, with economy, is that our current economic policies are actually quite flawed in a lot of ways, right? Um, and, and in most cases, we see economic policies as something that's very like divorced from us, like far away from us, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's not necessarily something to be concerned with. But it's very important that we actually like engage in um, various economic um, uh, um, issues, right? Um, we've seen recently with the end of austerity measures, um, uh, what do you call uh, uh, protests, for instance, and we've seen various protests across the country that speak to the actual um, uh, policies, uh, neoliberal policies that we currently have, right? So it's it's very important as, as South Africans to actually engage ourselves in those in those kind of things because they actually do affect us um, in very 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 deep ways. Um, it's not something that's like far off far-fetched from us it's actually something that literally um, affects a woman who sits in a corner um, and selling you know like the sweetie and all of that so it's literally something that we even though it, it seems as though it's far off from us that we need to, we need to actually engage in so I think if there's anything that anyone needs to know is uh, be critical of whatever that you read. <laughs> take whatever that you take, whatever you are given as yeah. as it is. Very critical of it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, so I've seen on YouTube that there is a video in which you speak about this concept of the feminist economy and. Even within that video, you also spoke about the importance of highlighting marginalized groups and particularly the black working class women um, when looking at economic issues in South Africa. So could you just explain in a little bit more detail what the idea of the feminist economy is? So a feminist economy is essentially an economy that, um, as I said earlier, that actually like... uh, that centers the most marginalized, centers um, particularly women, right? Black working class women, that speaks to the black working class women. So part of the reason why um, there has been protest against austerity measures is because um, austerity measures actually affect in very practical and literal ways, black women who are working class and actually are all staying township staying black women in this country, right? Um, But not only in this country, but like across the board. We've seen cases of austerity measures and how they've um, impacted um, certain uh, 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 countries, right? In the context of South Africa, for instance, if you implement austerity measures, what you're saying is that you're essentially cutting off um, essential social rights, right? electricity, running water, and um, infrastructure development, um, and all of that, what that actually means is that once infrastructure development in particular 
is um, um, implicated and women, a black woman in the rural area can't necessarily access water easily. Much of the work, much of the domestic work, remember, is performed in, in care work, what we call care work, yeah. is performed by black women, right? And so that um, navigation of getting a electricity or like fire and, you know, it, it might sound a bit ancient, but it's it's still happening, right? Yeah. Um, when we said this, there are places that, that don't have electricity, there are places that don't have running water, tap water. Um, there are places where schools are far away, where healthcare is far away from um, um, residential, residential places. And in that, when someone in the household is sick, first person who's going to take care of that person is a black woman. When um, there's a necessity for food to be made, the first person who's going to be doing that is a black woman. So if there isn't any electricity and there isn't any water, the person that needs to make plans to make sure that those things are there is a black woman. And so a black woman's time is consumed by the domestic and the domestic um, the domestic sphere, which is okay, but then it becomes unfair, right, if all your time is consumed by the domestic because then there's, there are other things that are happening in the world, in the public, that Black women need to be engaged with, right? Um, and so that's how also Black women get to be, uh, what do you call, uh, excluded from really important political, socio-political and economic decisions that are happening in the country. Because what what the what that policy or how our policies are structured are structured in a way that limits black women in being part of very important decision making, in being part of very important um, spaces, right? Um, and so we have to be careful and very critical of some of these things and um, and actually make those linkages even outside of the fiscal policy. Um, look at other policies um, that actually, uh, that inform the society and how those implicate um, the lives of the most marginalized in society. So, so, so that's, that's, that's what feminist economics is about. Like I was trying to, you know, give you like practical examples that one can actually think about in real terms and in real practical ways to say, how does that actually, what does austerity actually means? Austerity is, the, is, is, is budget cuts. So when we cut expenditure, um, every year when the finance minister announces the budget and they cut expenditure, they cut very important expenditure which is on infrastructure um, and sometimes on education and healthcare. You know, in most cases, those are very social, those are very important social rights that the society needs in order to, you know, to have or to foresee somewhat of a developmental state, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that definitely clarifies for me the idea of the, the, the feminist economy very well. Um, so. For those who are listening who might be interested in studying economics in South Africa or even just learning more out of interest, do you have any sort of book or podcast or piece of content that you have found really helpful to learn about the 
um, economics of South Africa or even Africa as a whole? Um, I actually wrote some, let me just, <laughs> I wrote some for you because I didn't want to forget some of my favorites. Um, so for me at the current moment, um, I would say that I consume a lot of current affairs. It's actually yeah. quite um, but of course, in my consuming of um, current affairs, firstly, I am very critical of what I consume. Um, so I try to, you know, kind of critically engage what's happening in the country and in the world. Mm. Um, so like literally my YouTube channel is just like current affairs all the time. I mean, not channel, but my YouTube, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so some of the work that I've been like looking at, for instance, now, um, there's two podcasts that I can speak about, which is the first one is Two, two Currencies, called Two Currency About Feminist Economy. Um, and the second one is Feminist Finance Podcast. So those are really like feminist kind of economy related kind of podcasts. Um, in terms of the books that I'm currently reading um, and engaging with, I like Ayabonga's new book that he um, published last year, Ayabonga Gawe. Yeah. Um, the book is called Economy on Your Doorstep. And then um, there's another one that I'm currently reading, which I contributed towards, which is called Marxism and Decolonization in the 21st Century. So in there, I actually wrote a chapter on feminist economy. Um, so people can go out and look and <laughs> look out for it. But there's actually very like interesting chapters as well on there. Um, so one can read through, through the book. It's actually quite an interesting and very informative book, but it's quite academic as well. Um, whereas Ayawa's book is more kind of relatable. Um, so it's one of my favorite books at the moment. And then there is one by Wendy Brown called In the Rules of Neoliberalism, The Rise of Anti-Democratic Politics in the West. Um, and then there's another one, which are a little bit, okay, two that are a bit of economics, which is Culture Reviews, The Lives of Black Folks. I have a chapter on there as well, but like, there's a lot of great great writers and the book is essentially a communal kind of book and it's very relatable because it's about black lives um and my chapter on there is not even about economics <laughs> i was trying i was trying to what's the word i was trying to um creative write so to speak like i was trying out creative writing but um, i've been writing so um, but I wrote the chapter on 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 GBV um, oh. uh, gender based violence, but basically relating it to my own my own experience with my sister. You know, seeing my sister go through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's another one called Meditations from the Gata by Laudi Wasikake, also published last year. And it's actually quite a, a great book on, on understanding the, the, the lived experience, the real lived experiences of Black people in this country, like you know, meditations from the gutter. Yeah. Um, 
it's short stories and poems that are relatable and speak to black people. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's pretty much what I'm like. I'm like I'm, I jump from one book to another or one podcast to the other. But pretty much what I'm like uh, into is that, and of course, I consume a lot of current affairs. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, it's definitely a great list of books that I'll make sure to check out. Yeah. So, so my final question for you is a question that I like to ask all the guests on my podcast. And that is, if you knew that every young African was listening to this podcast episode right now, what would you want to say to them? Um find find what you're passionate about and do it beyond just making money off of it you know like find it pebbles um something that you know that even if you were not getting paid for this you'd still do of course being paid is important because wow capitalism and we need to live. <laughs> We need to be alive, you know. Yeah. But um, just find something that you would want to do, even if you were not getting paid for it, and see how far that's going to not only um, take you as an individual far, but like also the people around you, the community with you, very far, you know, because that's something that you literally like are engaging constantly right um if there's anything that i've learned with my own experience is that it's quite important to not just do a job for the sake of doing a job but do a job that you really want you want to see a change that's based on right um if we're going to speak about decolonization what does it mean to decolonize economics Right. What does it mean to decolonize law? What does it mean to decolonize different spheres of the society that actually speaks to us as human beings? Right. And always, I think for me, the the, the principle is always center, you know, always center a person over things, mm-hmm. um, and see what happens to your life when you actually do something that is purposeful and that um, that speaks to what you truly want to see in the world, um, whether it be it challenging capitalism, be it however way you want to define it, define it for yourself and do it. In, yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. A really great way to end it off, I think. Thank you so much, Funzani, um, for taking the time to speak to me again. Um, I think it's been incredibly helpful. I think we definitely learned a lot from it and I hope to see you in the future soon. Sure. It's a pleasure, Miganyo. Thank you for the interview. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and that it brought you tremendous value. If it did, please share it and subscribe or follow this podcast for updates about new episodes. Thanks and goodbye.